You are listening to 91.9 WDRT, Radio Free Space, Viroqua, and this is The Conscious Bro Show. Hello, everybody. My name is William Kyle Glenn. I go by Kyle. Dr. Tony Mackeset is unfortunately busy, so he couldn't be here with us today, but I am really excited to introduce to you our special guest, evolutionary astrologer, Ryan Evans. Ryan, you're very well known in this area. Everybody looks forward to hearing you speak. Um, I, I'll let you maybe do a short introduction about yourself. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yes, it is true. In this particular incarnation, I am currently known as Ryan Evans, evolutionary <laughs> astrologer. Uh, yeah, I've been studying astrology for, oh, God, I'm getting old, 30 years now. And uh, uh, I'm a certified master level astrologer with the Stephen Forrest School of Evolutionary Astrology. I do personal readings. I do lectures. I do classes. I'm a tutor for uh, Stephen Forrest's online school. And uh, yeah, my as a Sagittarian, my whole motivating operative for existence is to try to make some sense out of the crazy mystery of this existence as much as humanly possible, which, as we all know, is limited. So in that limited scope, I like to observe time and human engagement with choice and uh, learn how to uh, grow and evolve through the darkness and the shadow and the pain and the drama and the fear and the sorrow and anger and peel those layers as best as we can to help to reveal uh, our, our true essence, which in my guesstimation is uh, beyond mere humanness. Awesome. Well, happy birthday, man. I don't know where it lines up in Sagittarius, but it's got to be close, right? Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, end of November. End of November. Well, happy birthday. Thank um, you. When, it, when it comes to astrology for me, like when I first kind of started to wake up to a spiritual path, it was because one of the main reasons is because I found this astrologer online and everything that was happening to me was coming out of this guy's mouth. And I was like, what the heck? How does this guy know everything about me? And I, and since then, I still follow him actually, Christopher Witeki. But um, since then, I've I've just realized it's been like to me, astrology has been almost like your soul on a map or your soul like reflected in the stars. And it's like I, it gives me such clarity. I'm, I'm I guess like when I'm in the muck, when I'm in the chaos, it's like I'm not alone. There's it's actually not just me. It's actually kind of something reflected outside of me and I can make sense of that now when I wanted to ask you evolutionary astrology what exactly is that how does that relate to that wow well um let's uh let's try to define each of these worms in the can that you just opened (laughs) (laughs) first off uh first off I'll take the last point what's evolutionary astrology Evolutionary astrology is an observation of the birth chart. And and I guess this answers all of the points that you made, but an observation of the birth chart as a uh, a tone, if you will, a a song, a, a, a music that we carry with us for the rest of our life and in that snapshot at the moment of our birth of the of where the planets were in their seasons uh, from that snapshot we can observe the trajectory of the soul's evolution over lifetimes so we're not necessarily just looking at okay well, you were born with a Venus and Aries and you really value, you know, power and passion and relationships. Yeah, that's very good. And that's one dimensional in some aspects. And so in evolutionary astrology, we ask why, why would a soul 
choose to be born with this particular placement. And in evolutionary astrology, we look at the lessons and the growth of the soul over lifetimes. Like if we look at our individual life right now, we have learned and we have grown through this life. Well, if we were to apply Newton's, what, first, second, I forget, the law of thermodynamics, energy is never created nor destroyed. Do you have energy in you? Well, of course you do. And so therefore we can hypothesize that the energy within us, call it soul or spirit, divine intention, consciousness, whatever you'd like to say, that energy on some level has been around since the beginning of the universe. And it stands to reason that that energy will be around in some form or another until the end or beginning of the next universe, however we want to frame that. And so consciousness, capital C, is growing and evolving. We could even go so far as to audaciously say God is learning and growing and evolving through us. And here we are in this life, learning and growing and evolving to think that this one particular life is just the only incarnation of the consciousness currently known as Kyle or Ryan, you know, we, we can definitely have that point of view, but if we apply, you know, Newton's laws, then we can see the, the uh, eternality of soul. And so in evolutionary astrology, we look at the symbols, the astrological symbols as lessons that we grow and we evolve through, you know, some things we master, sometimes we fail greatly at. And this learning and growing in consciousness is, has, has, a, has an intention of opening up to more love, more light, more happiness, more joy, more, more connection, more empathy, more compassion. And as we learn and grow, our souls learn and grow. We peel the layers of the shadows off. Evolutionary astrology looks at what we have experienced in past lives and how that the lessons have percolated up into this life that we're still working on. Then the next step is in evolutionary astrology is to look at these archetypes as clues as to how we can more consciously attune to the lessons and how to open to more love and how to open to more consciousness, which usually turns up the volume on all the hell and trauma and fear, sorrow and anger <laughs> for a little while as we become more and more conscious of it. So it's not like, oh, let's do evolutionary astrology. Oh, isn't that interesting? Everything's all better now. No, it's more like, oh, well, let me engage evolutionary astrology while I'm more aware now. This is going to turn up the volume on where our fear, sorrow, and anger comes in, but also turns up the potential uh, of how to he of healing that because evolutionary astrology will give us the tools with which to uh, to turn our focus towards the expansion, the growth, the lessons, and the learning, as opposed to oh, you're Venus and Aries, you just like powerful relationships here, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. no, it's why do you have that? Because we're learning courage. We're learning how to engage in relationships in a place where we don't end up losing ourselves because maybe in a past life, we have given up ourselves in relationship time and time again. Well, you're born with Venus and Aries this time around. Hey, how can you still engage in relationship, but not lose yourself? Oh, wow. That's big. That's huge. That's a deep lesson I'm learning. And we engage in relationship with this information. We have a greater tool with which to grow and evolve. Wow. That is a really powerful uh, description there. It, this leads right into what we're going to talk about next. Because speaking of turning up the volume and all the pain 
suffering and sorrow. Wow, that seems to have happened, right? I mean, we're in choppy waters right now. There's a storm, whatever you want to call it. Back in 2020, something happened and life got a lot more difficult. A lot of stuff has changed. Um, what, what exactly is happening there from an astrological perspective other than all hell is breaking loose? You know, how, how, can that, how is that a good thing? You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Please deposit another 25 cents. Please deposit <laughs> another 25 cents. <laughs> Back in January of 2022, we had a really major conjunction. Rare. Saturn conjoined Pluto in their season of Capricorn. And Saturn reflects the incredibly hard work that we have to do in this reality. Uh, You know, I can talk all I want about the trajectory of soul and I can talk all I want about uh, love and light and consciousness and growth and learning and expansion, but there are realities to existence that we cannot deny if we trip on something, we fall on our face on the floor and that's going to hurt. I can't tell you, oh, just love that to pieces and your pain will go away. No, sometimes the lesson is that we have to be very careful when we're walking. And sometimes Saturn will say, if you're not careful when you're walking, I'm not going to make it, but one you know, possible outcome of that is that we trip on the floor and fall on our face. And so Saturn says, how can we, how can we do the hard conscious work of becoming aware of the necessary realities of this life? Saturn says, if you don't have your wood stacked and dried, you are not going to be warm in the winter. You can sit there and cry about it all you want, but if you haven't done the necessary work to chop your wood, stack your wood, let it cure, you're just not going to you're not going to survive. Those are the harsh, cold realities of this world. So, Saturn, Saturn and Capricorn 2020, we were it was a uh, reflected in the mirror of existence to us quite obviously that there are limitations to this human reality that we have to become really conscious of if we are going to exist in physical form. (laughs) And so what ended up coming from that was a, a, uh, a, a, let's call it a healthy perspective on the limitations of human existence, conjoining the planet Pluto, that that Pluto says, um, what is it that we are not wanting to look at? What is it that is dark or hard or scary or sinister or or, or demonic that, that, you know, maybe we just want to push to the farthest place in the solar system that we can push it. And maybe out there in the darkness, it can just stay. Well, as we all know, a a little apple peel under the rug after a while is going to start to stink. And we can push stuff away. We can deny certain realities uh, as long as we want. But eventually, stuff is going to come up. Whatever we suppress, whatever we deny, whatever we oppress, that energy will eventually find its way up to the surface. So Saturn conjoined Pluto with a little Jupiter in there, January 2020. And the hardcore, harsh realities of human existence, Saturn, uh, conjoined all of the darkness and the shadows of human existence that we haven't been wanting to look at. So this conjunction set a tone for, oh, I don't know, a 20, 32 year cycle where we have this few decades now of getting very real Saturn with all of those hard, harsh things that we 
don't necessarily want to look at because they're so dark or uncomfortable or painful, etc. Pluto. So what's been going on the last couple, you know, couple years here is there have been some hard, harsh realities about human existence that have come up and that have been in our face. Some of it uh, predicated by um, <laughs> by Neptune and Pisces uh, reflecting um, kind of a behind the scenes, silent, unseen uh uh, uh, do I want to, what do I want to call it? Is it, is it a, a, a virus? Is it a bio? Well, we don't know, or there are many uh, perspectives on, on what this is, but regardless of what it is, it's given us an opportunity to look at our lives and say, what's really important, what's really worth it. And so, reflected in the hard harshness of reality is, and this is the lens of evolutionary astrology, is an opportunity to say, okay, let's use Saturn wisely with maturity and focus, with discipline, with uh, with conscious awareness. Let's do the necessary work that it takes to look at our lives and say, okay, what is really important? coupled with Pluto saying, hey, there's all this pain, this sorrow, this, this uh, fear, this, this suppressed rage regarding the systems and, and structures of the world, the government, the powers that be. It's like everything is up now for healing. We can either approach this with again, maturity and wisdom and patience and focus, or we can devolve into the fear places. So since 2020, and for the next three decades, pretty much, we're being given, or it is reflected in the astrology, uh, that we have a magnificent opportunity to do some incredibly hard work to heal all of this ancient stuff the only way we're going to heal the ancient stuff is if we bring it up to the surface. And so if anyone's felt some ancient pain uh, on a personal <laughs> or societal level in the past two years in evolutionary astrology, we say, good, we want it to come up. Not that we want you to feel pain or sorrow or fear. It's that we don't. And so the only way we can, actively we we can actually heal something is by taking a good look at it understanding the root of it and like any dandelion removal we have to get all of the root out lest it simply re-sprout so is that fun getting all getting down into the hardcore roots of all the pain fear sorrow anger of our personal life and our societal existence no, it's not fun. Is that what we've been doing? Yeah. Is that what we're going to continue to do? Heck yeah. Is the volume going to turn up? You bet it is. And why do we want it? Why do we want it to turn up? So we can really hear what's going on. And that is 2020. That's where we've been. The volume's been up. The volume's going to continue to, to increase. And the best way to heal that again through the conscious awareness, finding the root of that pain, fear, sorrow, and anger, grabbing it with uh, as much courage and intention as we can, and uprooting that. Wow. Beast. Very well said, Ryan. Well, you are listening to 91.9 WDRT, Radio Free Space, Viroqua, and this is the Conscious Bro Show. I'm talking with evolutionary astrologer Ryan Evans, and we are just kind of summing up the last couple of years, 2020 and 2021, and what that brought. And we're going to soon be talking about 2022. But um, to go a little deeper into this, so all this pain, it, all this hidden societal and inner pain is being just brought out to the surface. We're, we're faced with that contrast. And it's really so we can see it and so we can uproot it and create a better life, really. Is there any themes to that pain? Like, like, cause now we're in 2021. So this is the year 
the year that we have lived. Is there a, is, can we get a little bit more specific as, as certain themes? Like what, what would, how would you sum up this year? Like what is the, the theme we've been dealing with? Sure. Sure. Well, um, in, in terms of thematics, uh, Saturn was in Capricorn at the conjunction of Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter in January 2020. Saturn has moved into Aquarius. Jupiter moved into Aquarius. Jup- uh, Jupiter is going to be entering Pisces here soon. But the last year, the themes of Capricorn, first off, in fact, if we talk thematics, what we want to look at are the seasons, are the signs. That's where the theme is. And in the theme, we have the motivating operatives and the reasons why and wherefore. We have the we have the uh, we have the manifestations of the energy. So Capricorn, where are these themes? Any structure, any institution, any rule, any government, any any uh, old foundational uh, agreed upon basis of our existence is reflected in the archetype of Capricorn. So thematically, where has this stuff come up? In government, in the rules, in the dictates, in the mandates, in the uh, in the in the uh, uh, powers that be telling us that this is the way that it is. It is supposed to be that you are to follow this and that, etc. And so Saturn and Jupiter then move into Aquarius. And then the theme of this last year has been Saturn squaring Uranus. Okay, we just added a whole nother dimension to this. <laughs> now we get into Aquarian energy and Uranian energy, which is Aquarius and, and Uranus is the, uh, uh, what do we want to call it, reaction to the control and the laws and the rules and the listening to the king and do, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, etc. With Uranian and with Aquarian energy, we say, wait a second, there's something else here. There's another way. There are other possibilities. We don't necessarily have to uh, abide by the rules of the king. In fact, when Uranus was discovered, uh, 1781, I believe, right in between the American and the French revolutions, American and French revolutions are like, we don't need the king to tell us what to do. We can govern ourselves. And so there has been, so 2020, oh my God, the hardship of life, we better do what everybody says. And then 2021 comes along and we're like, wait a second. I think I need to question authority. I think I need to make up my own damn mind as to what's really going on. And how is this affecting me? And how can I make these changes in me and have that ripple out into society? But I got to do what I got to do for me. But how is that going to affect society? Oh, what are we going to do about it? Oh, and so this 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 tension this this anxiety even of of observing the trauma of human existence uranus has been a theme now for 2021 how do i how do i break free of the rules and the structures that are imposed upon me but how do i do that without hurting people or upsetting my family or or you know destroying everything that i have built so we've been in this 2021 we've been in this precarious place of trying to find the next evolutionary steps the next revolutionary steps we've been wanting the change we've been wanting the growth but also with this place of, you know, some of those old rules or some of those structures or some of the information that the powers that be may be giving us, I don't know if that feels resonant in my body. So what do we do? And so this whole year has been this conundrum of, of a need to completely break free and, and evolve and revolve 
but also with this tether to the past. <laughs> so we have been literally on on the edge of a knife here in the last year. Future is not yet manifest and past we've had enough with. And here we are in the present moment going, okay, uh, how do we do this? We're like in this uncharted territory. 2022, the veils may be dropping a bit more and the clarity with which to advance forward may be more uh, present in our in our perception that's what we are going to hope for and we'll talk about that in a little bit nevertheless uh where we have come since let's just call it the beginning of this pandemic has been an incredibly rough road in terms of of societies structures breaking down old family structures breaking down i mean how many how many people do i know have com- have experienced complete rifts in their family just over the vax anti vax issue there's been families that have been communities that have been destroyed over this topic now, I can easily, you know, say from an astrological perspective, well, we're all one. It's all about inclusive, being inclusive, not exclusive. It's about understanding different perceptions. It's about listening. And, and anytime we try to project our own rules and dogma and religion onto another person, group or other, you know, there's, it's going to be like the, like one of those squishy toys that the harder you squeeze it, the more it shoots out of the hand. And so we've been in this rough place of, of division and, and uh, uh, differing opinions and perceptions. The answer is to listen. The answer is now, right? Literally, uh, what do we have? Six more days, you know, to, to get this or else? But the answer is to to fully listen and to fully uh, uh, accept that we all have different points of view and different perceptions, but we all are the same in that we all just want to be happy and we all want to be safe and we all want to be loved, but there's different approaches. So how do we, you know, how do we get there as individuals, as a family, as society, where we're all honored and accepted for our own individual choices. Oh, but hey, your choice, your chocolate is in my peanut butter. And so your choice affects me. Ah, what do we do? Well, welcome to uh, 2022. Wow. (laughs) I think I should just let you take it from there. I'll just quickly try to sum up to the best of my ability what you just said. So uh, 2020, all this darkness just kind of just came to the surface. Like, whoa, we didn't even know we had all this stuff. Here it is. And a lot of it came through power structures, kind of telling us what to do and whatnot, and government institutions. And now 2021, we're kind of like, well, I don't know how where I stand with what is happening right now. I, I kind of don't feel like this is right for me, but I want to do what's best for society. So you're kind of like, this, there's this friction where you're trying to like orient yourself with what's really happening and you kind of like, am I going to go against it? Am I going to stay here? What group am I in? Like, whoa, what do I do? Like, and then is that kind of just a really brief summary of that? And then 2022, then what? Right. 2022. Um, I don't want to be a fear monger. And I don't want to give uh, um, Pollyanna type, you know, hope. So we astrologers have a, a very difficult job of being in a present moment. Here we are in a present moment, but I'm holding timelines in my hand. I've got a few threads to the past and hindsight's always 2020 kind of thing. 
So there's just a few threads to the past. I can pluck a few different threads and have a few different perceptions on the past. But the timelines for the future are many. And we astrologers have to hold those timelines. And we astrologers know that there are benefits and liabilities to every single configuration and every single symbol. So if Pluto means these 25 different things, we'll say, and I'm seeing uh, some heavy Plutonian energy coming up, then I'm holding 25 different possible universes in my hand when you ask me that question, what's 2020 <laughs> going to be like? Right. So, so be it known <laughs> that as I am about to speak here, I am holding a, a set of potentials as opposed to saying, oh, this is what it's going to be. I know that this particular timeline is going to come into manifestation because I'm Mr. Astrologer and I can see the dispositor of this and, and Tisha to that. And no, no anything can happen and uh anyone can choose any one thing at any one time to to elicit different timelines and coming into manifestation so uh that is a, a a more sophisticated way of saying i cannot predict the future so i don't know what's gonna happen comma man period that being said we astrologers do know that there are 20, there's 25 different possibilities for Pluto. We know that there are these 25 different possibilities for Jupiter, Jupiter and Pisces. We know that there's these few possibilities for um, the, North, the South Node transiting, processing uh, through uh, Scorpio. And so we can hold all these potentials and, and try to color the future as best as we can in, in the varying degrees of conscious or unconscious expression. So with that lead up, <laughs> February 22nd, 25th, 22nd, something like that. Uh, <laughs> and we're feeling it now, but transiting Pluto, the moving Pluto through the seasons in the sky comes into conjunction with the Pluto in the birth chart of the United States of America. We call this a Pluto return. It happens every, what, 225 years, 242 years, something like that. The orbit of Pluto. Uh, so a, we, are, we as a country are going to have our first ever Pluto return. Now we have a solar return every year. It's called our birthday. When the sun comes back around to the same place it was at our birth, Pluto is coming back around to the same place it was at the birth of the United States. At the birth of the United States, we had a pretty hardcore revolution where we almost lost, if it wasn't for the help of what France and Spain, if we didn't have their help, Oh my gosh, we would have easily lost to the British and we may not be having this conversation right now. But at the time of the American Revolution, Pluto was at like 27 Capricorn in the United States chart. Pluto, everything we don't want to look at, that we need to look at if we are going to heal through that. If we heal through that, there is the potential for unlimited power that comes from the, what happens when we shed the fear, sorrow, and anger. Wow, we're free. There's a rebirth. There's like the phoenix. We are, we, uh, are reborn from our ashes. These are beautiful Pluto images. That feeling of, I mean, you've done it. I've done it. Oh my gosh, I healed that. I can now, uh, I've healed my stage fright. I can now speak, you know, freely on WDRT because I healed that stage fright. Wow, there's power there. That's a Plutonian experience. We reclaim part of our fragmented soul. So before I talk about the potential shadows here, I do want to say that we are poised as 
a country. And since it's the edge of the world and all of Western civilization, as the red hot chili peppers saying, <laughs> uh, the United States chart, you know, has is also pretty much the chart of quote unquote Western civilization. So we are poised perfectly for a deep transformational rebirth where we have shed all of our darkness and come into a place of power, finding our, our true self as, uh, as a healed society where those qualities of love and compassion, empathy, and working with in harmony with nature and sustainable abundance for all of these things are possible. But in order to get there, we have to first clear everything that may be keeping us from that, <laughs> right? And so in clearing everything that is keeping us from that, we have to become aware of that. Enter the Pluto return. If Pluto in its shadow form represents all of those, those hells, those intensities, those crises that we don't want to look at, if we think about it right now, Pluto by orbit is as far away as it can be from where it was at the moment of the birth of this country. It is coming back it is coming back around in it being as far away as it can be 300 and it's what 358 degrees away from the natal Pluto in this we are now coming aware of all of the darkness all of the fear all of the sorrow all of the anger all of the shadow forces all of the um, uh, all of the uh, man behind the curtains, if you will, we are coming to consciousness in of this stuff, and it is hard, and it is dark, and it is heavy, and it and it can look like there is no hope, and we want and and as some of us astrologers can say. This is a necessary endarkenment because in that endarkenment, we make the conscious choice to find the light. We're not going to find, look for the light if it's kind of light and, you know, we're kind of comfortable and here we are in the cave and everything's okay. I'm just going to stay hidden. But, you know, the monsters are coming, so we better act. We want the monsters to come. I know it sounds harsh, but we want the monsters to come because we're a little too complacent in that cave. We're destined for so much more. We are little pieces of God, if you will, remembering ourselves that we have that ability to bring into manifestation anything we can imagine. Why would we imagine darkness? Why would we imagine oppression or control? Why would we imagine, you know, a small handful of people making the decisions for everybody on the planet? You know, why would we imagine uh, pain and suffering? Why would we imagine poverty and economic disparity, racial inequality, division among the sexes? Why would we imagine that stuff? That's not who we are. And so we're saying, okay, that's not who we are. What are we going to do about it? Here comes 2022, where we start to actually really collectively, concertedly start to really do some things about it. Because here we are now with all of the shadows and all of the darknesses in our face. So well, let's, let's pause there for a second. You are listening to 91.9 WDRT. Radio Free Space, Viroqua, and this is the Conscious Bro Show. I'm talking with Ryan Evans, evolutionary astrologer, and we are breaking down 2022 and the crazy things that are in store for us. What I really like, I actually get excited when I hear you talk about this, Ryan, because I'm like, okay, now we can actually roll up our sleeves and let's get some stuff done. I mean, like, man, this is the time that we can change. The, 
the opportunity is at our fingertips to actually make some changes now, even though it's going to be hard. I get excited about that, but I guess maybe you could talk about that and let's, let's go further and let's break it down. Yeah, man. And so, and so here it is the Pluto return of the United States. One way of looking at is every um, shadow we have put out there. This is going to sound harsh, but it's kind of a reality. Every shadow that, that, Western civilization or, or, or the United States of America has put out into the world, Pluto, comes back around the Pluto return. Um, it is true. Our military gave, um, it gave smallpox blankets to the Native Americans. So what's come back around? I hate to say it like that, but it's but the symbolism is it's like pretty obvious, you know. Now we've got a pandemic that we're dealing with. It's not knock on wood, <laughs> smallpox, <laughs> but um, but it is something that ha- that for some has created serious health issues or even death, and so little awarenesses like that of things that we have done as a society that have not necessarily been in full um, conscious ethics, you know, coming back around and we can say, Oh gosh, that's not nice. Uh, How do we, how do we heal from this? How do, what do we do about that? So here's the United States Pluto return of February. Some people could say, Oh, this is the end of the world as we know it. Other people could say, hey, this is the rebirth of the world as we know it. And so I'm going to celebrate, yeah, the fact that we are coming, becoming aware of the shadows and the darknesses. But again, that's how you heal them. You go to therapy and you say, oh, it was my father yelled at me throughout life. And I have reacted to existence from that place and how can I go back and forgive him because he was only he was wounded by his father by his father by his father by his father and so how can I make it stop with me here that's the conscious awareness of the shadow that we need so that we can say oh it stops with me here and then we start to make other choices so the best of all possible expressions of the timeline that I'm holding regarding 22, especially in this aspect of the United States Pluto return is that we have an opportunity to find our power, our redemption, our rebirth. We have the ability to rise from our ashes. If we, if we choose to not act from those fear places, from those sorrow places, from that anger, from that rage, from the manipulation, from the fear of death, from the, from the control, from the avarice, from the greed, name your shadow. We have a choice to now act more in alignment with the gifts of the universe that are reflected now with, uh, with, with Jupiter's entry into Pisces. Here comes the icing on the cake. Jupiter, the biggest planet, represents the expansive qualities of human consciousness. The search for meaning, the search for uh, that, that shiny, optimistic light at the end of the tunnel, the, the mission, the purpose that, that that which calls us into our bigger engagement with the world. Orion has a, a mission, Jupiter, of, uh, of one day having a little bit of wisdom, Capricorn, that he seventh house shares with other people. That's Ryan's Jupiter and Capricorn in the seventh house. I want to do everything I can to be an inspiration, a real Capricorn inspiration for other people. That's part of my mission. We all have a Jupiter. When Jupiter enters Pisces in the sky, in the seasons in the sky, by declination, not by the backdrop of stars. But when Jupiter enters Pisces here, at what the end of this when does it enter pisces uh i had this in my head i want to say it's like the 27th or 28th of of this month when jupiter enters pisces this sets up a good year 
of us saying, okay, how can we use our imagination to, to project into the future the best of all possible expressions of whatever hell is going on? I want to call this um, a, a, a deep connection with faith, a deep connection with imagining the good, the possible, and the potential. And so right on cue in, in what can be one of the darkest hours for Western civilization is also the king of the gods, Jupiter, Zeus, saying, hey, how good can you imagine it out of this? So, so it's like the little picture of swimming in this dark, mucky, murky water with the with darkness all around, but the clouds breaking and a beam of sun coming through, and us taking our intention and our focus and 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 all of that uh, that gravitas in our being to to focus on that one beam of light and that's what helps to pull us out of this muck not some pollyanna oh you know everything's going to be great no it's it's an it's admitting the amount of work that we have to do but that we're conscious creative beings at the same time and we can imagine a a a a radio signal that can be broadcast throughout the land and people can listen to it. Yeah, that's amazing. Let's bring that into manifestation. That's a Jupiter and Pisces kind of feeling. So what else can we imagine? Can we imagine like apple trees in every single yard? Can we imagine how about this for a government mandate? You must grow raspberries. Okay, that's a rule I can get behind. Imagine <laughs> everybody on the planet chose chose to uh, say install some permaculture. We would have so much abundance on this planet. There would be no hunger at all. Could you imagine if one or two billionaires said, "Hey, uh, I'd like to drop it all down to a couple hundred thousand bucks. I'll be happy." There goes poverty. There goes any income disparity. You know, there are easy solutions out there that may not look easy, but if we can imagine them, hey, they're possible. And so amidst whatever darkness we have experienced in the last two years and holding these timelines, if someone so chose uh, the plucking of any of the potential shadow futures amidst this, we have the power of imagination. We have the power of, of choice and we have the power of faith within us. If we can combine those imagination, faith, and choice, there is nothing that we humans you know, can't accomplish. And so 2022, it's like that, that, picture swimming in the muck the beam of light that's what we hold on to that beam of light is you know if we focus on it that's a tractor beam that pulls us out of the muck as long as we stay focused we keep our intention to that place and don't devolve into illusion fantasy uh, escapism or otherwise then I believe we can imagine a future for the world that is beautiful and equitable and balanced and harmonious and all of those really uh, uh, amazing things that, that the optimists in us would love to see manifest. Um, I wanted to see if you could speak more because I heard you say in 2022, there's going to be a lifting of the veil. So we got 10 more minutes. I give you the opportunity to talk about that and then just harp on any other major um, transits or anything else in 2022. Sure. Lifting of the veil. I mean, there's a, well, there's a lot of things that we can look at regarding this. Uh, 2021 uh, has been very much a lifting of the veil. People have um, 
uh, through the challenges that we have faced, um, some of us have chosen to look more deeply uh, than what uh, conventionality has offered us. And in that deeper look, many of us have looked behind the veil and started pulling on the threads of the curtain uh, behind which the great and powerful Oz is pulling the lever. My hope, and it is a hope, I will contextualize it that way. My hope is that uh, through 2022, those threads are, are start to come off in chunks and we start to see whatever is nefarious uh, becoming more and more obvious, not only to those who are looking more deeply, but to those who aren't that, that the shadows, uh, that the, the, those individuals pulling the levers behind the curtain uh, come more and more in, 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 into view that again turns up the volume on the shadows oh my god i had no idea we were controlled by this or i had no idea that there was this shadow mechanism or this shadow intention you know there are people who you know really are good trying to make the change but you know there are some people who aren't ah we want that we want that to occur as this occurs this this past year and this coming year, again, um, the the potential for filling that vacuum with that which is beautiful uh, increases. So the 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 square between Saturn and Uranus this last year, which finishes up on the twenty fourth, twenty fifth of this year actually um has has reflected this this uh, uh, uh war if you will to use that terminology the war between the conventional and the unconventional the war between the mainstream and and the uh alternative if you will and and who's right and who's wrong and one faction says they're right the other says they're right and la 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 la, la. And so there's been this opposing war of beliefs, if you will, as the south node of the moon processes into Scorpio and the north node uh, into Taurus. Uh, For the next year and a half, I can imagine uh, everyone becoming aware of the shadow forces and not just those who are uh, seeking the alternative. That can sometimes be a rude awakening. Um, but again, if we play our cards right, uh, <laughs> the word that came to me is salvation uh, is, is possible. So um, all of this is in the context of con- of to the degree we engage consciously, thoughtfully, to the degree that we are willing to drop our beliefs, whatever they are, and and see things for as they really are. If we can pull this off, then the insertion of the imaginative uh, best of all possible futures can come into manifestation. There is the possible timeline of of just raging against the machine. There is the possible timeline of just of seeing the bright light and being like, you need to come and get me and pull me out of the muck and the darkness and I don't have to do the work. It's your responsibility. And then the light starts to fade as the clouds cover it up again and we can just be there in the muck going oh god this is all your fault or this is all their fault and and we can uh, uh, absolve ourselves from personal responsibility 
we don't want that timeline to come into manifestation. So we want to, to look at the shadows. We want to look at the darkness, look at the hell, look at the man behind the curtain and say, okay, how are we going to fix this? How, what are we going to do? How do we resonate with the love and the compassion and the empathy and the community, the, the, the acceptance of all the different viewpoints, Aquarius? How can we choose to resonate with that instead of the shadow? So we've got some work ahead here, man. Lord knows we've um, been doing the work. And, and I can't say holding all of these timelines that, oh, it's going to be over. No, I can hold in these timelines. And I'm kind of saying it's just beginning. But our awareness is increased. Our, the, our, our intention for coming out of it and resonating with that joy has increased, will increase. If we can continue to maintain uh, 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 an intention of, of creating the best of all possible futures. So uh, we keep up the good work by keeping our heads above the water, using our imagination, staying in the faith, staying in the possibilities staying in the in in the best of all possible potentials and and acting accordingly awesome so so we have four minutes left um i wanted to just real quickly so when when pluto is in capricorn that's bringing that was when we had a revolutionary war right back that's the same vibration does that seem to depict like kind of like a revolutionary aspect here and i wanted to I wanted to point to, I know, I know we don't have that much time, but I wanted to point to Uranus and Taurus too. Cause isn't that kind of like a rebuilding a civilization or something like that? Isn't that kind of like you think about Taurus? Sure. Um, uh, if I were to put this in as succinct, put this succinctly as possible, Uranus and Taurus is <laughs> uh, um, the revolution of our value system what is really important to us saturn in aquarius has shown us the limitations of certain ways of uh engaging society so here we are saturn square uranus saying how has the last ten thousand years not worked and how can we if we want to have another ten thousand years of happiness how can we do it right and so, and so the revolutionary aspect of existence, Uranus is asking us to, to get our values from nature, Taurus. So we look at nature, we engage with nature, we engage with the natural rhythms, there's our answers. We plant raspberries, we go with the flow, we understand the cycles and the rhythms and the seasons. We connect with the feminine aspects of the earth, her flow, her changes, her rhythms, uh, her offering of abundance and our subsequent need to lay up stores for when the winter comes. So if we can do this thoughtful, healthy engagement with the with the earth's natural rhythms that's where the revolution finds its power um, do you want to just break it down into like maybe a sentence what, what's the main thing we need to be focused on on, on 2022 2022 the main thing we need to be focused on is not allowing the darkness to overtake us but to use any of our shadow experiences any of our pain any of our 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 crises any of the intensity change and revolve and evolve our own lives into a place that's more sustainable more equitable uh, more conscious more uh more inclusive of all of the the different points of view that are all in harmony with the laws lessons and uh and processes of nature right on man and like you said there's going to be like people are going to be in the muck but then there's going to be this light coming through to help so it's like not about getting stuck in the muck but it's also not about like losing into this delusion of the light it's almost you know utilizing that light but then 
still rolling up your sleeves and, and doing the work that it takes. Yeah, it's turning yourself into a solar panel. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and and opening up to where the inspiration is and letting that feed us and power us to to use our legs to kick ourselves out of any sand traps that we might find ourselves in. Thank you so much, Ryan. That was an amazing download that we just got from you. Awesome show. Really exciting. Thank you so much. All My right, pleasure, well, brother. Any yeah, yeah. Time? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be uh, scheduling a reading with you very soon. <laughs> right on, dude. All right. Well, you guys are listening to 91.9 WDRT, Radio Free Space for Roqua, and this is the Conscious Bro Show, and this is Conscious Bro out. If you guys would like to book a reading with Ryan as well, I'm literally going to do it right when I'm finished recording here. Please go to his website, and that is ryanevansastrology.com. That's Ryan Evans, E-V-A-N-S, astrology.com. You can also send him an email at flowerman1111 at yahoo.com and check him out on his Facebook group, Ryan Evans Astrology. Also, be on the lookout for a brand new free event premiering at the beginning of 2022 called Building Health for the Community. It's going to be running all winter long from January 6th all the way till April 7th at the Commons. Every Thursday from 6.30 to 8, going to feature a local health expert each Thursday, 15 altogether, showing us practical steps to take back our health. 